Would you look at that? Old glory. Beautiful. Doesn't get any more American than that, Rocky Balboa. And the 4th of July fireworks. Ah, the smell of apple pie. Now that's American. America's Game, the Bambino Baby. Land of the free, home of the brave. How was that that match? You tell them, Ricky Bobby. You want to know what else is American? Go down. Go down to Moses, my love. You go way down. In a Egypt land, tell you, me no Pharaoh, let my Treat me right, treat me right. And I know, I, I can't I know. 
Hello everybody, how you doing? This is Duke White, and we are watching, uh, or you're watching, not we, but we're, you're watching Real Life with Duke White. Uh, today we have a very, uh, it's gonna be a, it'll be a hot topic show, but today, you know, because we've got to deal with some stuff, but uh, today we have with us Jonah's Run, uh, who made that amazing music video, Until You Treat Me Right, that you just saw. Uh, and of course we have with us Mike Payne, leader of the Black Panthers. Um, he's here, and, um, I wanted to bring everybody together because the video you just saw has been stirring up a lot of controversy. Uh, and we're kind of trying to figure out why. Like, what happened? Where, how did such a beautiful song get taken uh, as such an offense? Right. Um, I had Mike Payne uh, review the video to see if there was anything provoking, anything that was disturbing and What'd you come up with? Yeah, what I came up with was it seems like anytime you have black people that stand up for themselves, that speak about the blood that's on America's hands, they expect you to just forget and, and dump it off. Mm -hmm. And um, when they had that song, which is a beautiful song, uh, and it starts out all lovely. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it just starts out with picking fences and everything. Everything's yeah, good. The, the pie. And then, and the, right, yeah. then it goes to the blood on America's hands. And then I think that's where they probably, you know, a little hair on their back stood up and they said, oh, no, what, what, what's going on? You're ruining, you're ruining our American spirit, experience. Right. So um, I think that's what, it, what really shocked them at first was that, that quick switch up that they had in there. Yeah. Now, what was the intent of the song? Let's get this out in the open. So whatever your thoughts were, we're going to deal with it right now. So what, what was the... The original intent of the song is we wanted to... We felt like, even though I'm a pastor, but I felt like uh, when, when the events of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, I felt like that I'm an artist, but I'm also an, an African-American man. So we collectively, Jonas Run said, we need to step out of the four walls of the church, down out of the pulpit, and our art needs to reflect our humanity. Uh, and so we wanted to do an EP of, of social and, and uh, political, uh, just to tell you how we feel as black men and black women. So uh, we also stumbled across a piece of history that's not widespread, uh, the contraband decision that started here in Hampton Roads uh, at Fort Monroe. Uh, three slaves in the middle of the night when Fort Monroe became Union territory, they escaped, uh, begged to come in, were let in, and it started an exodus of about a half a million slaves, and it really was the crippling of the Confederacy. And I live five minutes away from it. We were never taught that in school. You know, I've been here all my life. Uh, most people you ask here. I, I never heard of it. See, yeah. Uh, three slaves, uh, James Townsend, Frank Baker, and Shepard Mallory. Uh, they were really the catalyst that brought down uh, the, 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 you know, the, the Confederacy. They gave us money. So we wanted to talking. honor their memory. Yeah, and that's, that, that's, that's unfortunate because I, I don't think when when people hear the word narrative mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff, I don't think people understand the depth of that. Right. And, and I know people just want you know want to take care of their families and mm -hmm. you know. But it's like, hey, there's something that happened that needs to be looked at, mm -hmm. and I, I believe that uh, the song definitely makes everyone say, hey, mm -hmm. what what's really happening here? Um, uh, some of the comments, like Debbie King here said. Uh, we white people worry about our kids walking through the doors, uh, doors too, before we, we can take a breath. Um, anybody want to comment on that? 
did that white people worry about their kids too. That's Debbie Walk King. She said, she said before <laughs> walking through a door, like they, they worry about their kids uh, before they can take a breath. So I, I don't well, really if know. I could, if I could speak on that as being a mother of black men, um, it has become just as much of a ritual for me to take my slippers off, to get in the bed, to pray for my sons, to make sure that they're safe for the night. Not because they made a party too hard, not because they may have been in an accident in a car, not because of, you know, um, just some freak accident happened. My concern is the fact that they're number one, they're black. Mm -hmm. I have twins that are 6'3", 250 apiece, and I'm afraid sometimes just them to go to the store and have on a mask that they may be represented as something else mm -hmm. because of their skin, something they can't do anything about. And I don't, I've, in my lifetime, you know, things for me is a little different because I grew up a little different. I grew up in a predominantly white community. I'm from, you know, Newport, Rhode Island, so a lot of social injustices I didn't experience until I came to the South. You know, so there's a lot of things that I wasn't taught that I didn't know. You know, I'm still learning even as of now. But being here, having black children experience in life, seeing what black men are going through, not just, you know, in other states, but around the corner, experiencing having a black man dead in my driveway, you know, experiencing seeing what my sons go through in the streets, having sang at more funerals for young black men than I'm singing for elderly mm -hmm. because of what they look like. So that concerns me when she says that you're worried about your son coming in, but my concerns are, why are you concerned about him not making it in? Your concern may be accidental. My concern is something my son can't do nothing about. He was born black. Right. We can't change that. Right. And you think that's a common thought for mother, black mothers? It's a common thought for me every day. Sometimes just driving throughout the day, son, Lord, protect my sons. Yeah, yeah I responded to Debbie. Uh, every parent is concerned about the well-being of their children, but uh, only black and brown people typically have to entertain the thought of death uh, after running a red light or turning without a signal and being pulled over. That We're specifically talking about uh, those situations where your skin directly uh, affects how you're going to be treated or viewed in a situation. Yeah, and I was going to say the same thing. I think every parent has that natural, mm -hmm. uh, you know, feeling that they right. worry about the children when they leave out of, out of the house or whatnot. But um, as far as like he's saying, with all those different, you know, things that could come up, that that, that you know, to, to know we're hunted, mm -hmm. <laughs> to know that we're right. to know that there's a war on us. Right now. That, that's a strong word. I mean, it's a strong word, and it, I, I, it's true because say we're hunted, mm -hmm. and I think that there is a, a lot of gaslighting that takes place. I, I do know that as a culture, we've become very narcissistic. Just to, you know, as a culture, you know, with parents and kids being ungrateful, all that stuff. But when it comes to racial issue, there's a different level of narcissism and gaslighting that takes place. A lot of people, uh, uh, gaslighting is when you like downplay something. Mm -hmm. And when you said hunted, I'm like, that's a good word. And then immediately I thought on, on the, someone being offended by saying, we're not hunted. Oh, uh, uh, and I'm like, well, no, there are groups of people that actually look for black people to kill. Yeah, like the government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we gotta be honest. We we gotta look at uh, we gotta look at black codes. 
we got to look at uh, from old slavery, then you go to Black Coast, then you go to uh, Jim Crow. It's been reinvented over and over. Then you go to right. uh, redlining. And then, then, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. The that's where system. you can't. I think, <laughs> you know, I think what we've done is we stopped at a level of offense where it's like, oh, I don't want to offend. And this is what narcissism actually does. It turns the, the victim into the bad guy. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what narcissism does. So it's like with gaslighting, it's like, you say you said like the government. A lot of people would be like, "No, don't say that." Yeah. But it's true. There were laws put in place that have not dealt with. It's still the, right. The prison system. Yeah. The prison system. And the laws that get you there. Right. Who and, they target. And, and, and I think there's. I think there's. No, but you're absolutely right. And and that's that's why I think that the song really brings to surface. Mm -hmm. You know, like until you treat me right, there's nothing wrong. It's almost like if, I'm, if a man and a woman were going to counseling. Mm -hmm. And the woman says, well, I can't do this. I can't act like this until you treat me right. The psychiatrist would have to agree. Mm -hmm. No one would argue that. But for some reason, when it comes to this subject, mm -hmm. it's almost like, why, can't, why, why are y'all still talking about it? Mm -hmm. what, why is it still, you want to get something? Mm -hmm. I'm just, but because yeah. that's the thing. It's like, why are we still talking about racial issues in 2021? Because like the song says, we are still being suffocated yes. by statutes statutes and laws that were not intended for us. Yeah. And I, and I think that, do you think that that is the message that's offensive to, you know what I think maybe get maybe a little confused is the person, uh, the white person that does not have any ill thinking towards black people. And so I think that the, 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 the naivety offends them when they see, especially when we say things like white people. And the naivety that we had a black president for eight years. Uh, you know, I, I heard that so much, you know, racism, we got a black president, what are you talking about? You think we got black millionaires, look at Jay-Z, Beyonce, they say things like that. And the fact that we had a black president, kudos, wonderful. But that does not change the day-to-day -day fear that you or I, as a black man, especially me, 6'2", 300 pounds, I'm the big, scary black guy, mm -hmm. you know? So that, that has not changed with the black president. Do you, do you think, what do you think about that? The, yeah, no, you know, I think it has a lack of empathy, a lack of experience. Um, there's things, and, and I'm sure you've done this before, but if you sit around a group of people, you know, black, white, whatever, what have you, and we're talking about movies. Mm -hmm. That group of white people, for whatever reason, have never heard of the movies we talk about. <laughs> I mean, at all. Like, and I used to think, do we have different TVs? Do we have different <laughs> programs? I, right. It comes on. I, I see the, you know, the preview. Right. How come they don't see these things? Right. You know, so it's the same thing. They don't see the experiences we see. Right. They, they, they're not raised the way we're raised. They're not. They're, they're not engulfed in what we come up. In, you know, and that's the same thing we're talking about with the, with the interracial dating and things like that because there's it's hard for someone of a of a different race to just understand what that black yeah, young uh, black child or that young well, black woman Malcolm, is. My brother Malcolm uh, even discussed that blacks at one point was bleaching their skin just oh, yeah. to try to try to get away from you, like you know, in trying to change yeah, their face. Yeah, it was a self hatred concept. It's another war time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> self hatred. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, you, you would see all the stuff in Nazi, the Nazi Germany, and everything just about control of people. But I think that the the the, the dynamic in in America is you see this progressive where people genuinely are trying to grow together and genuinely are trying. But I, I think that again, it, it's always going to cross back over into that naivety. 
like because for one it's not like like you just brought up a historical fact mm -hmm. that we have never been taught mm -hmm. and this video is based off that fact, right right it, which is terrifying with that you know like i say okay if you go to the to the history books right now in in, in our school systems um you have words like immigrant uh indigenous servitude instead of the word slave some you have some some you do but some don't talk about slavery at all so in these books you know they were talking about they need to update certain things and do certain things some of them even have pictures of uh slaves sitting next to buggies and, and, and they look like they're doing very well you know they look like they're very well kept uh, they look like it doesn't show the torture it doesn't show the hardship and some people in, in schools they make a mockery of slavery so that it can be uh, it can be kind of a desensitized thing for the mm -hmm. children. But I would rather them get it raw so that they can understand the white kids too, you know, because that way they can get the experience of, oh, this is what it's like. When we ran into that school, uh, Madison Trust Elementary, it's because they were playing slave games with the kids. They're doing a high and seek type slave game with the kids. So that's why we went into that school and stopped that. And when you're teaching kids with tools of that nature, or you have a list of things and say, how much would this slave cost? It, it, it's a mockery of what we actually, the experience that we've been through. So if, if you're desensitizing children from a young age and they don't really learn about what, you know, slavery truly was, you know. The darkness, the, the yeah. wickedness. And it's it. a part of American history. It's a part of the fabric of America. Well, when you did the music video, I mean, it, it, you know, with the, the pie and the, the baseball, the baseball and, and you know, it was like, hey, this, that is the, you know, American dream. Yeah. It's like, and you said, you know what else is right. right. <laughs> I was like, wow. And when you first said that, I was like, what you want me to do with this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this looks great and everything, but <laughs> it was so funny. But because it was it was a good point, and and I think we we base so much reality based off comfort zones, we ignore what offends us, and it's like no, just deal with it. Yeah. So the question then becomes, why deal with it? Mm -hmm. why, why if I if I in order to move forward and unite, why can't we just forget the past and put it behind us? Because I know that there's people out there that and say that. What are you talking about? Black, white, they're just as a country. And for some reason, we are the only. They don't want to hear ours, you know. Uh, Holocaust survivors, yeah. uh, they're able to speak about it. You can do movie after movie about it. Uh, Native Americans, but when we speak of the injustice that's been uh, put on us, you know, it, it becomes uncomfortable for some reason. Yeah, and it's uncomfortable for a reason. You know, they don't want us to succeed, period. They never did. It's, it's in the Constitution, you can look at it. They, they, in the, uh, what is it, the, um, uh, Star Spangled Banner? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, part yeah. they left out that they yeah, took yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, third verse. The third verse. Yeah, yeah. We got the radio version. Right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a radio version. That has been made in America that was intended for us to have by any means uh, wealth or, or, or any type of, of greatness. You yeah. Know? So uh, I, I don't I don't think they intend to, to stop that or slow it down. I think we as black people need to stop looking for the saviors, uh, stop looking for you know the, the the voting and worried about who wins, Biden, Trump, you know whatever. They've all uh, Obama, whoever. It, 
either way it goes, none of that stuff has been situated to where it's going to be better for us. We have to do that for us. Yeah. And if we don't do it, then I don't see any major change. I mean, gas will go up and down a little, unemployment up and down a little. But as far as the, the stronghold for our communities and for our people, uh, we have to do that ourselves. We can't keep relying on people. Yes, yeah. and you can in this country. Um, and this is the country where you can invent a pet rock and become a millionaire, which has happened. You know, very true. But when, but when, <laughs> but, when but if your skin is a certain color, that journey to that success is uh, quantifiably more difficult. Absolutely. We always have to be twice as good to be considered half as bad. Mm. You know, and I was telling my son, um, it, it's almost like if if we're if you're kept in cages, and Whoever's keeping you in cage, take color out of it. Whoever's keeping you in cages for whatever reason, when they let you out, you now have a responsibility to perform to a point where they'll say, maybe we'll let another one out. We come to work as black men and women every day with the responsibility to not mess up so that another person can come through. When you're not black in this country, you come to work with a job to do. We come to work with the responsibility. See, that's a good analogy. I've heard the one also where they say, uh, try playing the game of Monopoly. And this person starts out with no money. Mm -hmm. they go around the board six, seven, eight times. It's hard. <laughs> with no money. Right. Everybody else starts out with money. Right. You start out with zero money. Mm -hmm. And see yeah. where you end up. How many times yeah. you're going to hit that jail? How many times right. you go? Yeah. It, it's going to yeah. be different. Your, your experience is going to be different. And they don't understand. They think slavery so, so, so long ago. But, you know, just if you, if you add up, you know, the, the, the uh, grandmothers, or you add up uh, what, you, what the experience is, is yeah. for, for our people and, and the ones that couldn't. And I also food. think, too. And even the food that we eat, yeah. and these different things yeah. that yeah. get passed on. That's what I was going to say, is I also think, too, there's a, a gross negligence of the effect, okay, so let's say the effect of the psychology mm -hmm. that it's going to have on the mind, like the way a mother is going to raise a child, the way, you know, if, if, you're, if you're doing everything from this, uh, concept of oppression. I'm talking about from the from the back in the day. So they released the slaves, and now the culture is trying to develop. It's still coming from this perspective of mm -hmm. oppression and lack. Uh, still teaching of what you more teaching about what you can't do than what you can yeah. do. And so you know what I mean. So then if you look into, uh, it's easy to fall into even self oppression because you say things like, "Oh, I'm black. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I'm black. I can't do that." that and then. We have to kind of even undo that mm -hmm. momentum that because that also crosses wires and it's still connected to the original oppression. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes um, in the process of healing, we forget that that's a reality. Uh, I think that a lot of times in the white community, they say, "Why? You, well, you guys had 400 years. That was 400 years ago." It's like you know, there's psychological things that happen that have to be untangled. You know, it's it's it's. It's really difficult sometimes to uh, talk to a black person and explain to them that, you know, they, they can do anything. Mm -hmm. Because the, the, the natural argument that runs on black, black, they're mentally damaged. You know, yeah. uh, and some of them now suffer from basically a Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> you know, uh, some of them are in love with the oppressor. They want to, they, impressing the, uh, the oppressor to them makes it feel like they need it. Right, it, it, it's it, their mind is screwed up, and, and that comes from constant yeah, right. teaching yeah. 
all the way from then. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's the same thing where they say we all have high blood pressure and different things, you know, whatever, and, and, and it's genetic. No, it's not genetic. It's only genetic because your grandmother ate it, your, your mother ate it, and now you eat it. It's the same thing. It, it, it's just not really passed on. Like, it's passed on through the, you know, but, uh, you know, we got to do that ourselves. You have to break generational curses, and that's why you have to go out and educate as much as you can with your I think that definitely has to do with a worldview, too, understanding the identity outside, like the black community outside of America. Mm-hmm. Because if we define ourselves by the black community in America, then we all we are are victims, all we are are black, you know, like black second-class mm-hmm. citizens. That, that's mm-hmm. what we become. And, but if when we see ourselves from a worldview, we can pull on that integrity from right. all the accomplishments. Absolutely. And that goes back to us, like you said, with the, the trying to appease like the idea of success is when you can make white people happy. Uh, the truth is, it's like when you can connect to that integrity of all the accomplishments of our people. You're right, and as musical artists, even uh, to go pop means to be popular with yep. white audiences. Right. You know that that's our, our we we measure success uh, if you are able to cross a line, cross over, yep. crossover yeah. artists. Think about it. You your pop pop means that a lot of white people like it. What they're saying, five heartbeats, why well, we always got to cross over? Right. Right. Cross over right. the other. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so um, when we come back, we're going to address uh, Randall Carper, who said, teach them how to not break the law. And if mm. you do find yourself on the wrong side of the law, just effing comply. I think eventually we won Randall Popper over, you and me, Duke. If oh, we did? Yeah, if you, uh, if you through, But yeah, let's go through him, but I, I think he came around towards okay. the end. Okay, okay. Well, I didn't read the rest because I was about to go send we had, Jackson. We, we had to take him. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But, uh, so we're going to discuss Randall Popper. I, I actually, Absolutely. I was ready to uh, land him, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, Jesus, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to be right back. Just let me handle this real quick. So we're going to take a commercial break, and then we'll be back. Okay, so we're back. Uh, we're, we're pretty much out of time. Uh, but So we're going to come back next week. And what we're going to do uh, for the next show is we're going to discuss the Randall Carper, uh, Carper comment. Uh, is Randall, yeah, Randall Carper. We said, teach them how not to break the law. And if you do find yourself on the wrong side of the law, just effing comply. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, now, I do want, if, if, of all the white people out there that are watching, I want to ask you this one simple question. Do you have the strength enough to just watch us have a conversation without being offended, allowing yourself to be offended as black people sit together and just talk about the experience of being black in America? That is not a topic that should be offensive to you at all. Um, and so if you are offended just because black people are coming together talking about the black experience, you need to think about how you see things, for example. And, and I already know some of you are going, well, we can talk about this. It's fine. Talk about it. You absolutely can. And that's what we're doing right now. Toodles. I am one of a million. I am one of a million. I am one of a million. I am one of the million. I'm one of the million. One of the million. I am 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 one in a million. This is not a trend. 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 
This is not a trend. This is not a trend. This is not a trend. This is a movement. 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 This is a movement.